Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the MagiCast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 222. Uh, tonight we'll be reviewing Roman 2, Slavia Praha 0, and doing a short preview of the big game of Inter versus Roma, which Inter may have something prepared for Romelu Lukaku. With me tonight, on, on, a, on this lovely Friday evening, slash Friday afternoon, I have Joey. How are you? Good. How are you, uh, Scott? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm off to some football tomorrow. I'm off to my second away game. I'm off to the lovely city of Milton Keynes to watch Swindon play, so I can't, I'm looking forward to that. But last night was quite fun watching Roma win 2-0. And also, we have a returning guest. So and I met up with in Rome for the Spezia game. Uh, I have the returning Rosa. How are you? Hello. I'm Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's good to have you back. You were at the game yesterday, but you're only here for the second half because of work. We will talk about that later. But as Roma put out a clip out on social media, on their Instagram, their Twitter, probably their TikTok, Facebook, et al. I nearly said Snapchat there. That was, whoa, that was too far for social media platforms. Um, Wednesday was well past the day. Rosa, as you're in Rome, probably the pasta staple of Italy. What's your favourite pasta dish? I'm a Tucciano. I, yep, love it. Yeah, for me, it beats carbonara, which is quite a sort of contentious opinion to have in in in, uh, in Rome. I find carbonara's too too like uh, filling, too heavy. Yeah, so rarely finish like actually, I rarely finish an Italian portion of pasta anyway because uh, I'm very small. But <laughs> yeah, and Fritjana, I prefer of the two. I also quite like gricia as well. Which uh, is kind of, I, yeah, I haven't had those two carbonara. I'm going to say cacio e pepe because it's the first pasta dish I had when I was in Rome and it was just, oh, just wonderful. Um, Joey, I'll come to you. Well, I'll say, to be clear, I like them all. There's nothing that I particularly hate, but I'm with you, Scott. I think my favorite is cacio e pepe. Um, First time I went to Rome, I went to a restaurant that blew me away. Um, it's called Felice As Testacchio. I'm pretty sure Rosa would know it. It's one of the most famous restaurants in Rome that make cacio e pepe, and I've I fell in love ever since. So that's my favorite pasta dish. It's one of my friend's favorite restaurants, but I don't think I've actually been there. But she's she's vegetarian, so cacio e pepe for her is perfect because it, it is amazing, Rosa. I, I mean, if you're in Rome, go. Anytime I go to Rome, it doesn't matter how long I'm there, I always go to that restaurant at least once. I cannot go without going to that restaurant. I'll have to check so, it out. I'll take my friend Alex and she's the expert. <laughs> we get basically, yeah, cacio e pepe is basically what? Pasta, more spaghetti, isn't it? Definitely and, long and, pasta, yeah. Yeah. Um, cheese. Cheese, preferably pecorino, black pepper, black pepper and pasta water. That's basically it. It's That's simple basically, but yeah. efficient. Yeah. And Scott, oh. this restaurant that does it, I'll I'll send you a video. They turn they turn the pasta in front of you, and you just see like the cheese melt, uh, and it is just it's it's a wonderful thing to see. I will send you the video after, and you'll understand from it's 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 even one of my favorite videos. Like uh, every any time I kind of want it, I watch that video. Now now I got to go back to Rome. Now I'm not <laughs> now I have an excuse. 
before we go under football, one time when I went to Rome, yeah, all three of us could go, we'll go to a game together and we'll meet up. Um, I had it for lunch once when Roma played Napoli. Yeah, that was a fun, like five hours before kickoff, trying to waddle through Rome and meet a friend who, I don't think he's living in Rome at the moment, but don't have it for, don't have it for lunch, have it for dinner. Because it just, it just fills you up. Oh, absolutely. I would have it after a game, not uh, for me, not during. So I would never have it like while well, trying to go to a game. I would definitely have it after. Oh, don't eat it after. Not like at 10 o'clock at night. No, if it's, I mean, if it's yeah. Yeah, I'm talking if it's like an afternoon game. Oh, don't have it like at, at half 10, 11 o'clock at night. That's just no, sitting no, in no, my stomach. That, that, that is like, yeah. That's ice cream time in Rome. Yeah, but that's when the Italians eat it, Scott. I True. Mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I've of... eaten later than that, actually. Oh, no. Like yeah, Scott, in Rome, I, I feel for for being in Canada, we eat six, seven at night. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and at seven at night, we would make reservations to like highly touted restaurants in Rome and in other places in Italy, and it's like nearly empty. We would ask the, the waiters and waitresses, like when do the the people come in? I know it's a popular restaurant. Oh, they say all oh, them. It's more nine, ten at night. Yeah. They they come in. I was like, wow, no, that's that's really late for us. Yeah. That's perfect. After a three o'clock game, Roma game, a nice victory. You go out eat pasta. Nothing is better. I would be in heaven if that happens for me. Then eat some dessert, some vin, drink some vino. Well, I don't drink, but and then eat just stack your ice cream, and yeah. I'm good to go. That's probably enough food talk for everyone. Um, <laughs> welcome to the food La Magicast. Um, we should do a side one, Scott, about it. <laughs> I could also recommend a really good place for Amadriciano as well, which is a, a great restaurant called Vecchia Roma, which is near Piazza Vittorio, not far from Termini. And they do Amadriciano flambe, where they cook, they cook it in like the cheese wheel. So it's, uh, oh, it's amazing. Actually, before we go, would, Rosa, were you still in the UK when Morfor did that uh, Fred Sorrow show with the wonderful places to eat? I don't think, no, I probably wasn't. I think I was Because they did stuff in Rome and it, I was like, I need to go to that pizza place. Is it Bonchi? Yes, that's yeah. I've been. Oh, I've, been. I've been to Bonchi. What's it? We'll, we'll go to the football. Sorry, guys, we are talking about food. I will be. <laughs> Hey, you come for the football, you stay for the food. That's my caption every time I go to Rome. What's it like? Because I was going to go, I, I, literally me and Joey were going to, I was said to Joey, I was going to fly out to the game on Tuesday and then come home today. And my like, what I was going to do was going to go to the Pantheon and then go to Bonchi and then go to the football and stuff like that. But I'll save that for another time. Um, I might bring my mum next next time. She wants to come with, Rome to, with me. Um but what's it like? I, I liked it. It's not my favorite type of pizza, but uh, I mean, you can get a lot of types there. I just prefer the the whole Napoli tan style pizza that you would get in a restaurant. But it would I I do highly recommend this spot. It is really good. It's as good as people say. They do sure. it by the quantity and the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Right, that's, that's perfect before a game, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I actually did that in my last game. I went. And before we start, Rosa, it seems like you'll have a lot of recommendations for for places in Rome to go eat. Please send them my way. I will okay. try every single one. I will say Trapezino is very good as well. Yeah. I've, I've had that, which is really good. Oh, Pizza yeah. Pocket. That's it. Right. 
that's enough talking about food and making me more hungry again after I had scampi and chips for lunch this afternoon in Swindon Centre uh, at the Weatherspoons with my mum. But let's talk about the more important thing. Let's talk about Roma 2, Slavia Praha nil. Roma are top of the table with three wins out of three, conceded one, scored six, eight goals. And then we'll tune up after 17 minutes. But Rosa, I'll come to you for the second half because you missed the first two goals. You probably missed the best half of football. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring it up again and again and again. But Joey, I'll come to you first. What was your thoughts on yesterday's performance? I would just say uh, very professional. Um, game seemed to be over within 20 minutes. Besides that one incident in the second half, I think it was the 63rd minute where I think Indica um, sort of went up too high, lost a bit of the ball. They had a, they, they had a clear chance, with, which they skied over. Other than that, Roma made it very difficult for Slavia to, to do anything. I, I felt the, the game was over. Honestly, after Lukaku scored, I, I didn't have any sort of anxiety or anything that they would come back into this game, and they proved me right. It was just a pure professional performance, and I like how they handled the second half. I like that they didn't have to exert so much energy. You know, there's a big match coming up against Inter. Um, it was just really, I'll just end it by saying it was just really professional. Sorry, I was mute there. Um, yeah, first two first two goals were quite good. Um, Bravo. goal, oh. yes. Spectacular. Didn't expect that 42 seconds in. And then Lukaku pinning his defender for the goal, for, for Bove's goal. But yeah, um, and then Lukaku smashing it in, like with, just with ferocious power. I'd probably like to apologise what I said in August about Lukaku. And I'm happy to have egg on my face because he's been absolutely brilliant. I'm just going to say a shout out to Stefan Alshuari. Quietly bagged two assists. I posted a Roman Reigns acknowledge me gif, uh, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant this season, uh, especially after what happened in the last couple of weeks during the international break. Almost scored an absolute worldie when it hit the bar. I think he is probably one of my favourite players at Roma at the moment, and he's, he's on fire. Oh, he totally on fire. He Always Mr. Consistent, always does a job, can either play left wing back, left midfield, up front, either behind the two, behind the striker. Selfless player, just Mr. Dependable. But yeah, I, I thought it was a, a thoroughly professional performance. Did they just, the game was won at half time. They could have added a bit more to, to the gloss, but job done, three points. Grazie Roma, thank you so much. We go to Prague in... 13 days' time, hopefully to qualify and go through to the latter stages. To be honest, I think Roma and Slavia Prague will be the two teams to go through. It's just now depending on who goes first and who goes top. But, Rosa, I'll come to you. Uh, did you actually get into the ground in the second half, or was it just before? I, I got in at about 40th minute. Oh, that's not too uh, bad. Yeah, so I just kind of then getting to my... Uh, seats and discovered that none of my friends had bothered going apart from one who was in a in a row in front. So I, I asked him, I was like, "Oh, how you know, how's the first half?" And uh, he summed it up very nicely. He said, "Great goal by Bove. Lukaku was like Batistuta, and then since then, basically nothing has happened. We've controlled everything. Pretty much, that was the first half. But second half was just like 
Sparta, Sparta, Sparta played Rangers yesterday. Scott Slavia played uh, Roma, but Slavia did look quite good in the second half. They pressed, they gave Roma a couple of scares, but it was job done. So what was your thoughts on the second half performance? Very solid from Roma. Very yeah, professional is a good way of describing it. So there wasn't much in terms of excitement apart from yeah, I think we hit the bar. Um, and then when, although I couldn't see much, I didn't realise that Spilar was playing actually until right at the end of the game because <laughs> I didn't see the squad squad announcement since I was working and then sort of rushed to get to the stadium. I realised it was him when he came all the way outside of the penalty area and I thought that can't possibly be Rui Patricio. So um, uh, I was quite impressed by him actually. And um, yeah, the kind of couple of opportunities that, that, that Slavia Prague did have, I felt that were kind of controlled very well um considering that we also maybe don't have the best defense available at the moment so uh so yeah I was quite, quite happy with it um and yeah there was a great atmosphere at the stadium as well um singing through I mean there's always singing through under Cordova but the whole stadium was kind of on their feet and singing and shouting so it was a really entertaining to be at if maybe I missed the best part of the game because uh, I was working still uh, at least you got to see 55 minutes plus four minutes of added time. So almost an hour's worth of football, but no goals. Some shithousery defending by Rome. I wouldn't say shithousery, just seeing the game out, controlling the game. I think that's just the perfect way that that they did it. It was, the, it was just seeing the game out. Slavia Prague huffed and puffed and had one maybe two chances the strike who blazed it over then got substituted straight after and then the header right near the end which went wide but apart from that it was very controlled and a very comfortable victory for Roma yeah absolutely it was um yeah, it was kind of so compared to I think how we did in the group stages last season where, where we ended up second and then that kind of made things more difficult for us for having to play more games. So I think there's a much more kind of controlled approach this season, a, an easier group, arguably. Um, so hopefully we'll manage to sort of maintain this and, uh, yeah, get through in, in first place rather than kind of having to, to risk ending up in second place again. Yeah, don't want to play severe again. Oh, God, no. Do we, do no, we Joey? No. Sorry no, bring that no, up. No. PTSD? Yes, 100% <laughs> PTSD. But that's what, that's what we've been saying long ago. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm slowly getting over it. You know, it's a new season. Uh, we're, we're having good times now winning four in a row. So it's, it's kind of helping. Five, five in a row. Five? Yeah, five games in all competitions in a row. Yes, yes, five. Um, it's four in a row with uh, Riyadh season. I think that's what it was. Yeah, 100% that. record. Yes, SPQR is a curse on our jersey, like I, like I always mention. Um, but it's it's important, uh, getting back to the game and the group stage, it's important to uh, get first and get it as early as possible because Marie even said it yesterday, the players need rest. And this is the best sort of way we can give it to them is by coming first early and then the remaining two fixtures, if you go to Stavia Praha's home, beat them next game, the remaining two fixtures, you really don't have to worry about it as much. You can make some rotations because at that point, you'll, you'll basically have first unless, you know, something really, truly bad happens. So I, I think if Roma 
winning the first three games, which is the first in their European history of a group stage. So by doing so, um, they put themselves in a really good position to to basically get first by next game day. And if they do so, they can allow the much needed rest of players. So like I said, like we said, professional was great and love seeing the sacrifice of the players to, to get another win. Also, uh, there is a break for Roma because they're not in the Coppa Italia next week. So they don't have a game midweek. So they can probably just go out for it against Inter, lay everything on the ground and then have a seven day break because they play Lecce on the fifth. Is it the fifth or the fourth? It's the Sunday, the fifth. And then it's Slavia Prague on the Thursday and then it's the the derby, which I'm slightly getting nervous about three weeks beforehand or two weeks beforehand. But hey-ho, it comes with the territory, doesn't it? Also, Joey, we always joke about this. Beating Feyenoord in, in Europe isn't for everybody, is it? No, it certainly isn't. Um, <laughs> it showed us again on uh, Wednesday night that uh, that it, it certainly wasn't. But, I mean, we can beat Fire Nord. Other teams can't. But, hey-ho, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, I, I'm just making a jibe at Lazio losing to Fire Nord in, in De Kuyp. And Roma have defeated Fire Nord in two European competitions in the last three years. To One to win it, one to go to the semi-final Europa League. But... We move on. We go on. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Scott, I wanted to actually mention with yeah. El Shari, I like how uh, Mourinho used the word sacrifice with him because he really just, after the week he's had, he put everything to play for this team, especially the last two games, and he'll play anywhere the coach needed. So I'm, I'm really happy what's been going on with him. And I'll say it time and time again, every time I talk about a player in a certain way, I feel like they listen to the podcast and they just prove me wrong. <laughs> how how good he is as a super sub and how not great he's been as a starter. He comes up to be a starter and he's one of the and he's one of the best players on the pitch. So I guess I'll continue to I don't know, talk shit about certain players or say that they're not good in a certain aspect and they'll just prove me wrong. But it honestly it's been it's been great to see what's been uh, what's been good out of him since uh, since everything came out about the the betting scandal? So uh, a shout yeah. out to him, really. Yeah. Uh, so you talking shit about Rasmus Christensen? And he got an and he got a, a an important header. But yeah, yeah, in the last minute, which proved pivotal <laughs> against Monza. Was you at the Monza game, Rosa? I was. Yeah, that was um, yeah frustrating for what, 89 minutes and then complete delirium when uh, when finally managed to score. So, because uh, it did feel like it was going, oh, it's going to be a nil-nil yeah, score and, yeah. and created a lot of chances, but nothing really concrete and, and just you're thinking, oh, we really need we really need to win this to like maintain our kind of climb up the table and, and it's Monza and this is classic kind of Roma, the leading into the false sense of security that things are going well and, and then, yeah, boom, 90th minute goal and, uh, yeah, jumping up and down uh, in our seats again. It was a very, yeah, very kind of fantastic end to a game that really looked like it was going to be a a, a draw. So, because I forgot to mention something on Monday, was Jose's comments to, about Papu Gomez, which was just wonderful about cough. Like he had, a, was it a cough medicine? Yeah, yeah it was some a kind cough of cough syrup. syrup. Cough syrup, oh. 
Retaliation Jose and Angry Jose is just wonderful. And I will sit back with a quiet beverage, maybe a, a coffee, and just sit back, relax, and just watch it unfold. Because it's one of the best things, like, I've ever seen. Him getting, getting like, him getting, like, shit-talked pre-kickoff by Palladino and all the Monza st- uh, coaching staff. And then the retribution of Al Sharari scoring in the last minute and the uh, the crybaby emotion, uh, emotions afterwards was just it's pure gold. I, I loved it. It was just wonderful. And, um, yeah, when he goes like that, it's just oh, it's breathtaking. It, it certainly is, Scott. And um, this actually may lead to uh, – I wanted to mention this on the podcast um, – did you see the words of Tiago Pinto? It kind of reminiscent about uh, you know uh, the way the way Mourinho speaks. I kind of like how Pinto did the same thing before the press conference uh, before the match of Slavia Praha. Did you see, did you guys see his words about uh, the uh, the fans towards uh, Lukaku when he comes back to Inter? Did you guys see what he said? Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've read it in a passing sort of way and I think the was that about the comments of oh it's like uh so dramatic that he's come to Roma but if you have a if you're buying a player from Milan then yeah it's all very you know it's exactly. all very chill and nobody, nobody yeah. passed yeah. my eyelid I think yeah that was he's, a, he's a hero exactly and he specifically mentioned in our case was Mkhitaryan and Checo. so he's saying but it's okay for you guys to cheer when um, guys like Mkhitaryan and Jekko, you know, join Inter. I'm not saying it, it's a direct quote, but he mentioned both Mkhitaryan and Jekko. It's it's all right if they go to Inter Milan and you guys can celebrate and they leave us uh, the way they are, but it's not all right for Lukaku, basically. I thought his words were, were just brilliant before the match, and it kind of reminded me of Mourinho taking shots back at other teams. I think Pinto... Uh, he maybe he grew on Pinto a little bit because Pinto it was perfectly perfectly said. So I just wanted to add that in. It's a nice segue for Sunday's game, isn't it? Uh, into Roma. Evidently, Roma won at the San Siro around this time last year. It was October 2022, and Dybala scored and Smalling scored the winner. Um, we may have shit house that to be honest, but who cares? Um, Inter are sort of flying at the moment and doing really well in Serie A and in the Champions League because they beat Salzburg. Um, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm not. It's the one of the big games Roma have are are having after a European game because after the Slavia Praha game. The return leg, we've got the derby, and I'm just thinking, oh, all our all our games after in the European games are are away, and it's not great. But how are you guys feeling about the game on Sunday, uh, Rosa? I'll start with you first. Uh, yeah, kind of similar. I'm not that optimistic about it because Inter are like kind of just just amazing this season so far, and then um, they did. Who did they lose to? Was it to Sus? Well, there was a kind of surprise loss. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, they've, you know, been been you know steamrolling everything. And whilst Roma are now building momentum, if you look at the opposition that that we played against, it's not exactly uh, top half of the table. 
uh, or sort of you know the best European teams as difficult as as it is as it always is to play in Europe so also what well, we still got play so many players missing um I've spent every day checking on whether or not Smalling's coming back because number one, I'm a massive Smalling fan girl, and number two, he is our best defender, and it still seems like he's not going to play um, on Sunday either. Like I don't think he was even in the training videos today, so it seems like he's taken a step backwards rather than coming back into the into the squad. And Dybala, I think there's again every single day it's like he's going to be fit for the game. He's not going to be fit for the game. So you know those being sort of two of our key players them being out and then playing into when they are very much kind of on a on a on a roll um i mean it's going to be a big challenge realistically and maybe the best we can hope for is it is a draw uh but going going up to milan and i mean at least we won in milan i think what twice in the last year uh for the first time in in what five years i think it was so at least that taboo has kind of been broken um and if i remember that was also was that when marina was was disqualified as well so, yeah, yeah, he was suspended for that. Suspended, yeah. So we've got Forty on the bench. who tends to bring us quite a lot of good luck. So maybe that's something to to consider. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried it could be a a, a negative result. Uh, Joey, I come to you after. I'm just looking at Gazetta and their team. It's pretty much the standard Roma team from yesterday. Um. Actually, I think it is pretty much the same sort of 11 from yesterday, bar Rui Patricio for Svila. Uh, it's Mancini, Lorente, Indica, Karsdorp, Cristante, Paredes, Bove, Zaleski, El Sharari, and Lukaku. So is it, uh, Spinazzola's injured? Uh, uh, I don't know if he came... Is he injured uh, or is he just dropped because he doesn't? he can't run anymore? Well, to be honest, he played well against Monza. Yeah, he played all right, but then they they said he was just not going to play the European game, but I don't know if he's back or not. I've heard nothing about him. If he's there, I think he's going to start. Yeah, so Dybala's injured, Abraham's injured, Kumbula's injured, Sanchez is injured, and so is Pellegrini. So... And Chris Smalling, sorry. So that's that's a lot... That's a big injury list, but the, the good thing is that Lorente's back, and then... Chris Dante can go a bit further into midfield, where, where he's better, I feel. Definitely, yeah. A worrying moment when he went down injured last night. Like, yeah. Considering for how many years he was sort of not maybe appreciated by the, the, the Roma fans yesterday, everybody was kind of like, no, Brian, you have to be okay. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I'm glad that he's, he's not injured and, and, uh, and can play because I thought that's just the sort of cherry on top of the injury cake at the moment if we lose Cristante because he's the person that kind of goes in defence when, we, when we're short on defenders um, as well. So. Oh, if he scored that goal yesterday, that, I, I would have just been like, yeah, game's over, done. Uh, that's enough football for me because that would have been one of the goals of the season. <laughs> He loved it over the goalkeeper, then controlled it, and then just passed it into an empty net. I would have been, yeah, done. Football's done. I'm done. I, 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 I've always been a Cristante fan, but there's some games where I'm just thinking, oh, please don't. We're going to get 2018-19 Cristante, or we're just going to get prime Franz Beckenbauer with the memes we had last season, wasn't it, Joey? Oh, yeah, the one I sent you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the next Beckenbauer. Oh, but... I prefer him in midfield than in defence. 
Um, I actually like him in... Well, I've said in the past, after the Milan game, I slated him pretty much. I think everyone slated all the Roman players in that game because he looked lost in that further midfield role. But after that, he's been one of Roma's best players. I think he has been Roma's best player this season, hands down. And I'm just thankful it was just looked like a dead leg because I was the same, Rose. I was like, oh, for God's sake. With more expletives, I was just thinking, Jesus Christ, not another injury. Not now. Not going into a massive game against Inter Milan at the San Siro, but no. Thankfully, it looked, just looked like a dead leg. Jerry, I come to you. What's your thoughts on Sunday? Uh, I, I echo some of the same thoughts as you guys. I think uh, I'm not optimistic, although with this Roma team, you never know what to expect. You can expect a game like professional uh, against Slavia Praha. You can expect a game like Genoa. So it's you can expect. I'm not going to say a game like Empoli, but maybe a game like Monza. So, but I'm not optimistic given our injuries. Uh, look, we won last year two to one at the San Siro for the first time in a while. The two goal scorers, Dybala, the the tying goal and Smalling, the winning goal, are not even there for Sunday. So it just tells you that much. The only thing I will say, uh, I can't speak in Smalling's case because uh, I'm with Rosa. I think Smalling is our best defender. In Dybala's case, he is not, I don't find he is as needed as he was last year in terms of getting goals to be scored. We seem to at least score now a lot more frequently and a lot more easier when he is not there, which is a wonderful thing to see at least. It's, that's a one positive I can take. So if there's any hope of us winning on Sunday, it has to come. I, I think Lukaku's got to have a big game. But again, I'm not optimistic in Toronto role. I think Lataro has 11 or 12 goals already this season, which is just, it's absolutely madness. So uh, they have a strong team. And Mourinho even said it. They, they have one injury. It's not a problem. You know, you don't have Barella. Okay, bring Fratesi. Um, you don't have Dumfries, bring Quadrado, although Quadrado's injured. He's injured. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Arnautovic. Right, but you don't have DeMarco. Okay, bring um, Carlos Augusto. It's they they have options. You don't have Pavard. You have Darmian. They these they have options, and that's why they're one of the best teams in the league, and they're doing well in the league in Europe. So it's going to be very difficult. At best, I honestly can hope for is is maybe a draw, but that we need a big game from I think from Lukaku. And maybe a surprise big game from someone like Bellotti or El Shirari, depending who starts. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Lataro's got 11 goals this season in Serie A. And he got four away at Salonantana in like 32 minutes, I think it was, which was just crazy. His game this season's just gone to a new level and it's freakishly scary on how good this season he can be. After... Like Napoli's woes this season is also because uh, Victor Osman, I think, is maybe the second or third top goal scorer in the league. Uh, I was looking at who scored yesterday in Serie A, uh, who the top goal scorers were, and like Domenico Berardi's in there, Nicolo Gonzalez is in there. I think Lukaku's not far away, but yeah, um, I'm I'm scared a little bit, and I'm. I'm a, if if Inter score first 
I think it could be a difficult game. As long as Roma keep it nil-nil for a long, long time, I think it should be all right. But it all goes down to who scores first because uh, it's not going to look good if Inter roll first. But that happened last season. And look what happened. Roma won 2-1 thanks to a late goal by the legend of Chris Smalling. Like, when they've called him Smaldini, which I just think is stupid, but it's quite funny. Um, I was just thinking, sorry, I'm just looking at the, the top goal scorers. Like, uh, so it is Martinez has got 11. Victor Osterman's got six. Berardi's got five. Gonzalez has got five. And Lukaku's got five. And Andre, Andrea Kulpani's got four, along with Andrea Pinamonti and Christian Pulisic, Vlajevic, Chiesa. Etc. Etc. Sorry, I was waffling on. So, apologies for my waffle. Um, before we finish, probably in a couple of minutes, do you guys have anything else to add? I would just say um, a couple things from what you mentioned about Lukaku. We also got to remember he did this with three games that he didn't play, basically. So that's why I said he's going to be extremely important for us Sunday and. Roma, part of their game plan Sunday is they got to contain La Tower Martinez. If you contain him, I feel confident you can uh, do something good uh, at the San Siro. But you got to be able to contain La Tower Martinez. Mancini, Mantaban marking on him? Maybe. Frustrate him. Mancini's very good at that. Frustrate as much as you can. Frustrate La Tower Martinez. Get him off his game. That would do wonders for Roma, and that could give us maybe an edge of getting a result at the San Siro. Is he Roma's most shithouse defender, along with Lorente? Oh, yeah, it's got to be Mancini, for sure. Fair days, fair days. Um, Rosa, I wanted to ask a, a question. Um, have you bought the jacket that Paolo Dybala was wearing at the weekend? No, but I want to. I, so, I, I doubt they do it in my... No, I could buy kids one. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I saw that. He looked great in that. Um, I think I looked yesterday. Definitely suits the red and yellow. It, I looked yesterday. They, I think all they had left was 2XL. And I was like, the size is different between Europe and UK. I think, don't you have to always go for a size up? I uh, I think I've lived here too long to remember what UK sizes are like. Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, so... Definitely 2XL on me would be, um, I'd be able to wrap it around myself about five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 80 euros probably going down the drain in the next couple of days. Also, it's still still really warm in Rome. So I'm yeah, to yeah, I saw, I always have the Roma weather on my weather app. And I'm slightly jealous because it's nine degrees here in Swindon and it was absolutely freezing during the week. It's like, guys, you come here for the football chat, but stay for the weather and the food. Um, is this is this like, Joey? Would you get the that sort of jacket because it looks pretty cool? Oh, one hundred percent, I would. As soon as I saw Dybala wear it, I was like, yeah, this looks really nice. And I went to go look, and I saw the same thing. It was it was out of stock. I'll, I'll wait till it comes back for sure, and I'll uh, uh, I'll I'd want to buy it. But definitely good marking strategy for Roma. It's it's tempted me to buy it uh, for sure. They'll do that with you because I looked on the, the shop yesterday. They got some nice stuff on there. I've bought some vintage stuff off there before. I was gonna. I haven't bought a home. I haven't bought a home shirt this season. And I'm like, I wanted to get the one with the previous sponsor, but then I thought, no, nah, I'm not dropping a hundred euros on it. 
I might wait a little bit. I always go for a name on the back, and me and Joey were saying, I've already picked my name. It's it's Husamawa. Um, I could go Lukaku or Al Shirari. It would probably cost me more for Al Shirari, so I'd probably go Awa. But Rubbish Club Shop online is brilliant. And I went to the store with Sterling last August. Is it in Argentino? Is that the one in yeah, there? Yeah. yeah, that was quite nice. Um, Sterling did drop 100 plus euros on a Genie Wine album on the back of the white shirt last season. And I was like, the shop's quite nice because it's got pictures of Daniele De Rossi and Totti on the walls. But yeah, I might hit that when I'm next time in Rome, but no. Um, so basically, Scott, we're, we're telling people uh, come for the football, but then stay for the Roma apparel and for the pasta. Oh, yeah, and the pizza and the food, and your coffee, weather, biscotti, ice cream. I remember having a pistachio ice cream after the Spezia game at like half 11 at night in June, walking back to my hotel, which was about half hour away. So I walked that off. But yeah, just, there's some nice areas around the ground to get food. King Panino's great. And just like, yeah, you can get the sandwich bars. Like I had a hot, uh, a burger Panino. I, I always have, um, Oh, this is going to sound really weird in English. A broccoli and sausage sandwich um, with ketchup and mayonnaise, which oh. like, the guy is always like, why are you having ketchup and mayonnaise with this? That's not. But it, I promise you, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I've... Ketchup and mayonnaise with broccoli? Well, we're it's, 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 yeah, it's like broccoletti rather than broccoli, but yeah. it, it is. It's really good. It's kind of the, okay. the, the sweet. I'd have to try it. It's, it's, okay, it's not It might be an acquired thing. taste, but um, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's okay, my, okay, it is my go-to panino, uh, pre, pre-game panino. Well, yeah. To be honest, the Panino sandwich bars outside the ground going into the stadium are pretty good. And they they do get a lot of customers pre and post game. And they, they get a lot of... And, and the vendors in the ground when when I've been. And it's pretty cool. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We've, we've, we've talked about I, 20... I can do a food non-recommendation. Yeah, so yeah. Never get a hot dog out the stadium. They're horrible. Are they bad? They're bad. Is get, it... get a panino outside because it's yeah. going to be cheaper. It's, it's better quality and uh, avoid getting the, the, the hot dog inside. It's, uh, yeah. I had a cheese and ham panino. I think it was cheese and ham in the Curva Nord last year. Five euros. It wasn't too bad. It was a... It was at 10 o'clock at night because it was the Monza game and that was fucking hot. It was ridiculous. And it was it was August. Don't go to Rome in August. Don't do it. Just no, and please. I can tell you, I wasn't there at that game because I was still at my parents' house in the UK enjoying the fact that I wasn't sweating to every single possible part of my body because I went home for the summer holidays. Nah. But anything else, guys, before we can wrap up? No, nope, it's enough uh, food and Roma for me. Yeah, I think I've... Uh, well, actually, I need to go and have dinner, so... Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> half past nine for you. <laughs> She's having dinner, yeah, half past nine. See, half past nine. Oh. What have you got for dinner? I might actually have pasta now we've talked about pasta. Hey. Which pasta? Um, I'll probably have... Oh, my God. Bro- uh, broccoli and pancetta. That's okay. not too bad. That's not too bad. Right. Guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com and find all our previous episodes. The 221 episodes on now, because we're on 222. 
Uh, I was going to do a Richie Benno impression, but no, no. That's, I'm, I'll promise myself I wasn't going to talk about the cricket. Sorry, Rosa. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, you can follow us on uh, the Apple Podcasts, also on so the Apple Podcasts app. So on all podcast platforms, so Spotify, Podbean, etc., and etc. If you fancy it, give us a rating. If it's five star, that's grand. And uh, we'll probably be back Monday, hopefully talking about a positive result. Fingers crossed. Um, enjoy your weekend football because there's Serie A going on now. It's Genoa playing Salonatana. I think Genoa won them up at the moment. Enjoy the weekend's football. Ciao. Ciao.